Welcome back to the Growing Lean podcast, sponsored by Lean Discovery Group. This is your host, Dylan Burke, also known as Deej. I'm very happy to be here with Mike Menachem, founder and CEO of GovBid Pro. Welcome, Mike. Oh, thanks for having me. Amazing. So, Mike, to get us started, can you give us a little bit of a background of yourself and how you ended up where you are today? Sure can. Uh, my background's actually in finance, retail. I was a mortgage broker in New York City and also worked at a bank and that bank got bought out. So I'll keep this story short. I ended up getting a job with an IT company that uh, was a reseller of surveillance cameras and, and different IT hardware, laptops, desktops, printers. And uh, someone mentioned in a meeting that we should um, go into the, the government market. And I sort of volunteered for that, just being the, the hard worker that I am. And, and here, here I am uh, almost 20 years later. So what happened was with that opportunity, that company was called CFM, by the way, we did about 200 bids a year for, for 10 years. And we won anywhere from 29 to 42 purchase orders. I share that because just the amount of work that that is and, and going through the process with the government from the time you bid all the way to delivery, to invoicing the government, that whole process, I learned so much. So naturally about nine years ago, I started a company called GovBidPro, the website's GovBidPro.com. And what we do, I say we have got a few freelancers that work for me, remote, of course, uh, is we train and consult and coach small businesses all over the U.S. Uh, on how to navigate the process of doing business with the government. Uh, we don't keep a lot of clients. We also have a training module on our website, and we also do one-on-one -on -one trainings and really our, our premium, I will get into this, some, I'm sure later, our premium service uh, generally standard provides our clients with four bids a month for six months. So 24 bids is we'll do for them inside six months. It's definitely higher, but that's the bar that we give them. So uh, I can answer any question about the government contracting space because I've got such a rich experience in it. So, Okay, amazing. Well, my dad actually used to work for a company that did government contracting for, they try to get the contract to sell the government real estate. Um, and we're in South Africa. So the process is that they just compile a like 300 page book tender and the government chooses the cheapest and best option. <laughs> so is it, is it pretty similar for you or how does it yes, work? It in is. The they, they, yeah. The government goes by lowest LPTA, lowest price, technically acceptable. So there are, but there are, excuse me, <clears throat> Beg your pardon. The, the 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 government does in some cases say, and they document this. They say, you know, the government's going to choose what the best value for its for its purposes. So, look, if it's a commodity, if it's a a, a whole bunch of computers or something like that, they're going to go by lowest price. But if it's like doing virtual reality or some kind of custom uh, software project or um, artificial intelligence or maybe it's um, nurse staffing in a specific area, they're going to be subjective and they say, Hey, what's your past performance? What's your experience? You know, uh, for example, building a bridge or building a highway, they're not going to take the lowest bidder. They're going to take the bidder with the most experience with that. So. Okay. Amazing. In South Africa, it's, it's a bit different. They take the lowest bidder okay. and it's not always the best work. Um, exactly. I won't go too much into that. Um, All right. So uh, what are what have been like the biggest challenges working with the government um, and how have you solved them? Yeah, there's definitely solutions. Um, 
first of all, they it's a hurry and wait type of system. In other words, we'll bid on something in, let's say today's the 20th of September, we'll bid on something, let's say in July, and we hear nothing from them for three months, two months, July, August, September, and then all of a sudden they'll email us tomorrow, Thursday, November, uh, September 21st and say, we need this piece of paper, we need this response from you within the next 24 hours. So that's one of the challenges. I mean, you just gotta be quick to respond. Um, the other challenge that I would say is definitely out there is just the amount of work that is out there. So let's say you look at a bid and it's for computers or whatever it is, just the, the amount that of, of paper, the submission requirements that the government's asking for from, from the forms and the, and the quote and the and the, um, the the past experience or a resume from you know the the key personnel et cetera et cetera it's like it's it just bureaucracy and so that's a challenge for a lot of small businesses they don't have time to get all these papers together and the due date is tomorrow you know or or next Friday for example so the due date certainly in the future but you know everybody's so busy so that's one of the challenges for my clients is that they're like gee, they're, they're asking for another piece of paper, another, like, why do they, you know, and it's just, they need this piece of paper. That's what they do. Yeah, I can imagine it's a bit of a nightmare. <laughs> um, it, it can be a little bit of a headache. I don't know about nightmare, but it, it, it's it's challenging and it's, you know, and that and what makes it even more challenging is when my clients come in and they're not familiar with this process and they're like, what do they want now? You know, so, and they go through it. So what I do is I recommend if you're just getting started with government bids to go for the smaller stuff to that doesn't require so much bureaucracy. Okay, cool. And are you specific to any industry or are you just government bidding um, as a whole? So in order to answer that question, what I would say is the government, their top three sectors are the IT business, meaning hardware, software, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, uh, database management, different IT services. Number two would be medical, including uh, nurse staffing, medical devices. And number three would be kind of like uh, facility management, construction, which includes janitorial services, real estate. So those are the big three, IT, medical, and real estate. So what I try to do is I focus on those three areas because those are the ones with the most amount of bids. But you now, if a management consultant came to me and said, look, I do training for new hires or something like that, or I do training for all different types of training, uh, Lean Six Sigma or something like that, there's bids out there for that, you know? Uh, so there's bids for furniture. There's bids for, for kitchen equipment. There's bids for air compressors. Um, so I, I won't say no, but I do like to tell people, look, this is the top three. So for a reseller, resellers are the best for me because they're reselling product that's not theirs and they're drop shipping the product, you know, to a Navy or Army base or, you know, Air Force base or something like that. So that's, those are the top three, really. And I like to focus on those. Okay, great. And how do you work? Is it uh, commission-based? Do you get a cut of the sale or do they pay you a consulting fee? So both. Uh, I like to spread it out. So what we do, we do take a retainer of a specific amount. I like to look at, and I don't want to give you an exact number, but uh, I look at how many people I have to deal with. So let's say I have a client and this is a, a real life situation. 
So this client has 200 employees and I got to deal with six of them. And it's the marketing department and the sales manager. And so that price goes up because of how many people I have to work with, how many times I got to talk to them on a weekly basis. If it's a one, if it's a solopreneur and they just want to resell computers, different story, right? So we look at the sector. We look at how many people I got to work with and how many bids they want to do. Some people want to do a one-year contract uh, and do 50 bids versus six months and do 24 bids. So, and they want to, they want to lock in. So we do have a retainer. We, we like to work off of six months at a time. We can do a one year if you want. And then we also take usually about 3% on the back end. What does that mean? Let's say a deals a, a purchase order from the government's $100,000. So that means you would pay me 3% of the 100,000 after you're paid by the government. And the government likes to pay slow. So it's my job to make sure you get paid by them. And I get three, I'll invoice you for the 3% after you get paid. So you factor my cost in. Okay, amazing. And is, the, is that the type of range that you work in mostly? And you don't have to answer this, but like, do you ever do deals that are like millions of dollars or is it more like in the hundreds of thousands? Sure. Um, yeah, I can answer that. No problem. Generally speaking for small businesses from a government standpoint, if you were to ask the government, it's usually about $25,000, the purchase orders up to about 150,000. But for some of my clients that are subject matter experts, uh, for example, I've got a client right now that is in this engineering space for helicopters. He's a subject matter at, hel at helicopters. This guy knows everything you need to know about helicopters. Well, the government wants to hire him to build this product. It's very scientific. I won't get into it for these helicopters. So, we're asking the government for about $5 million a year for five years because it's very important to them. And for them, $25 million is not a lot of money. So that's what's good too. So again, if you're a subject matter expert, now look, you could be a reseller and make really good money reselling products and drop ship air compressors and computers and all this other stuff. But if you're a subject matter expert, there's going to be less competition. And that's when you talk about the three, four, $5 million a year contracts. So yes, I do both. Okay, amazing. Yeah, the reason I asked is because probably due to corruption in our country, but our government tenders, like they go for hundreds of millions of rands, which is tens of millions of dollars. And it's like, it's a huge thing because I don't want to go into politics, but the the ministers know a cousin of a brother and they get the contract it's, it's exactly and they overextend it. Um, and it's... Yeah, sorry, too much politics there. <laughs> Just frustrating. Okay, it's okay. Look, let's be honest. This stuff happens. But the one thing that the government did do correctly in the U.S. government is what they did was they, and here's the thing, it's self-serving too. They said, hey, we don't want any emails. We don't want any phone calls. We don't want salespeople calling us. So what we'll do is we'll create a request for quote. We'll put it on sam.gov. And it's your job to take a look at that RFQ, that bid, and email us before Friday next Friday at noon. If you don't respond, you're an adult, do it, you know? So the, the information's out there. So they made it fair, okay? Now also another piece of thing uh, that's important to realize is in, in the US, 26% of our budget, which is big because not to get into politics, but Joe Biden's in the White House. So it's, one, it's a $1.7 trillion budget, T with a T, trillion. 
And 26% of our budget goes to what's called set aside. So woman owned businesses, veteran owned, service disabled, veteran owned, hub zone, minority businesses, all these small businesses that are like, if you're less than 25 employees, you're considered micro. So look, the government knows you can't compete with Dell computers, right? Dell computers are just huge. HP is huge, right? Toyota, Honda, those, those are huge companies. Boeing, Raytheon, you get the idea. So they know that we're going to create this, this bubble over here of smaller purchase orders for the small businesses. And then if you're a business of more than 100 employees, you cannot bid on these, these, these bids over here. Fair. So it, it creates a competition. It creates less competition because I'm not competing against Honeywell. Yeah. That, that, that's awesome. I like to hear that something's going right. <laughs> um, and since you started in your nine years, have there been any like major changes in the way you do business or has it remained like sort of the same? You know what? It, that's a great question. It, it's evolved. At first, when we started, we really kind of focused on what I call our enterprise clients. And we focused on larger contracts and, and a one-year contract between myself and the, and the, and the client, my client, and the bigger, bigger deals and the clients with the GSA contract. But what we learned was there's a lot of people, many people that are starting companies. They might work full-time somewhere and they're trying to start their business in their house. They need the help. Uh, we did work with the Small Business Development Center in uh, California. So we got some clients that way. We also evolved in the last couple of years by also providing training because a lot of entrepreneurs are do-it-yourselfers. So we're like, you know what? We'll train you for $1,000. We'll give you three classes, one-on-one, -on -one, and we'll train you how to do this. And then if you want, you can email us and the email support's available for one year. No problem. They email me, I, uh, they email me a question, I email them back. Um, I think that we turned a corner when we structured, when we knew the market was going to respond positively to our premium product, our bread and butter, really, which is four bids a month for six months. It's a good sample size. You're not stuck in a contract for a year. Six months goes by like that. I mean, I moved to Las Vegas six months ago, literally today, and it's gone by like quick. Um, it's been a good experience, quite frankly. But anyway, uh, so we, we have evolved and we've kind of geared our products and services. Excuse me. We've, I apologize for that. It's uh, my real. <laughs> Uh, we've geared our products and services towards the market. When the market, like we're, obviously we're in post COVID, the the market's a little tighter right now. You've got inflation. You've got a you've got an election coming up next year, so you, you've got to be able to be flexible. Okay, hundred percent. And what do you have any specific tools or tactics that you use that have helped you scale your business to where it is today? Besides your brain. <laughs> Sure, of course. Um, technology has been very good to us. I'm a big fan of Google because uh, I use the Google Suite. So my email, which goes to my phone, so you can email me and I can email you back on my phone. Uh, the Google uh, Sheets we use with our clients, for example. Um, so let's say I have a client and they are selling uh, washers and dryers, let's just say. So we'll create a Google Sheets that looks like Excel, as we know, and we'll put the bids that are doing the future at the top. And as time moves, these bids move lower and lower and we, hey, this bid is due next Friday. 
you know, that kind of thing. And then the bids that are submitted are at the bottom and we could share that Google Sheets. So that's, that's been a, people love that because they, they can be in the Google Sheets at the same time as I am. Um, we also, of course, use Calendly. We use the Google Calendar. Um, I love the Alignable and Lunch Club. And uh, of course, LinkedIn, I've got 17,000 followers on LinkedIn. Not a huge Facebook fan, not to get into politics. I could, I did get into <laughs> politics and Facebook and got kicked out. That's their problem. Um, but anyway, uh, so that's pretty much it is the, the Google tools have been really helpful for my small business, for my clients who are also small businesses. Okay. hundred percent. And besides revenue, um, do you have any specific, uh, KPIs that you use to measure the success of your business? Sure. Um, you know, we look at, uh, different statistics, like, I, 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 let me preface by saying that we're not, we're not a sales driven company. We're a production driven company, meaning for us, it's more about quality versus quantity. I rather have 10 clients than a hundred. And then we win all my clients or nine of 10 win one government contract. That's, that's a great day for me. Um, so I'd rather have quality over quantity. So my, my KPI, um, first of all, it, it's, you know, how many calls have I've had? Cause we offer a free consultation. So how many consult consultations have I had versus how many people signed up? Uh, that's one thing that I use, not just sales. And then also, Hey, how many bids have we done with these clients? Let's do this. How many bids have we done in the last three months and how many have won? Doesn't matter the sector. You know, we could have hydraulic systems with helicopters. We could have janitorial supplies. If we've done 60 bids, I expect four or five, maybe six contracts to come out of that. That's about 10, a little under 10%. So that that's something that we look at because, you know, you want return on, on effort. These, these bids, it's a lot of effort to put them together. You got to find them. You got to put them together. You've got to decide what price. You've got to submit them correctly. You've got to submit the right submission the submission requirements that the government's asking for. I mean, it's all, there's a lot that goes into it. hundred percent. How, how long does it take um, for the average bid to compile it? Right. So let's, I mean, if you did a snapshot, right. I find a bid for you today that's due next week. Now I send it to you and say, Hey, take a look. It's due next week, next Friday. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay. And then you say, okay, we're going to go after it. The good news is that we have the templates that the government's looking for because we know how what to do. So we, we just fill it in. So let's say you're selling widgets and let's say, here's a good example. Let's say you're selling 3D printers, but you have to sell the 3D printer to the, to the government. So you have to have the right price and the installation on the second floor of a building in New York, let's just say, and training for two days plus three-year warranty. So those are four line items. So you see, now we have to start to say, okay. So what I do is I, I tell my client, say, look, I work off a cost basis, meaning what is this going to cost you to do this? Think about everything that you need to do to deliver these 3D printers, install them on a second floor with a service elevator, send the trainer for two days plus the three-year warranty. What does that cost? And then ask yourself, what's what's the margin that's worth it? 10, 20%, what do you want to make? 
And then what's cost of money? You have to borrow money to buy the product from this distributor until you get paid by the government. You're not going to pay cash for it. So that's that's the the, the to answer your question. We we go through that exercise every time with every bid. With sometimes it's by email with the clients. So you have to go through that process. And we call that process find, process, send. Find the bid, process it in your mind. Like, what do I need to do? Do I even want to, do I want to bid this? Do I want, do I want to compete here? Okay, does the bid make sense for you? Can you can you get the financing to do it? So you got to go through that process. And that's what we do is get people used to that process and then say, okay, what is it, what do we need to submit to them? Okay, 100%. Um, yeah, that's super interesting. And where do you see the industry heading? Um, and how do you think the advancement of technology we're going through is going to affect it? That's a great question. Um, first of all, I think the government's about at least a year, year and a half behind in terms of uh, technology. I remember when the iPads came out, what, about 15 years ago or something like that, and the government was not buying them, and then they were buying them, and then because of advancement, the, the old iPads were already discontinued. So the government is behind when it comes to technology, guaranteed. The reason I share that is the, the next step in the business and in really a lot of businesses, quite frankly, is that you're gonna have automation. So the human, the human effort is being taken out of, the, out of the process. The problem here is that you have to, a human being has to decide how much we're going to charge the government. You can't have a computer or an AI or a robot or a RoboCop or whatever they call it, you know, say, Hey, I'm just going to put 10%. What if I want to, what if, you know, Hey, what if I have less purchase orders this month that I want to make, you know, make less money, but I want to win something. Or maybe I have too many purchase orders and I, I want to increase my, my rate or my, the price goes up because of the, the supply chain issues that are going on. So there, there, there's going to be, a, a shift towards automation there already is but there's still going to be a, the human element piece to the creation of the of the quote that's the big part of the job is you you lose 90 percent of what you do but that 10 percent yeah. right those those are your contracts like i told you at the beginning of the conversation we won 29 to 42 purchase orders on average that was our, our range. The, the, the worst we did was 29 purchase orders on 200 bids. The best we did was 42. Uh, I've That's seen crazy. five presidents now. What's that? That's crazy. That's great numbers. I love that. That's great numbers. Yeah. Well, because we were, I, I wouldn't say we're, the, the word cheap is the wrong word to use. The, the, what, I, what we did was we, we had the highest value because we had a system in place where we had a great distributor that as soon as I ordered, I had 30 day credit. I apologize, somebody's texting me. Uh, that's what you're, you're hearing the beeping. We had a phenomenal, that, that's that's what you really need is the back end, the distribution. So as soon as I got a purchase order from the government, I called my guy and I had the 30 day credit to buy up to $50,000 worth of, of goods, deliver, he's, he's up in Boston to deliver to Miramar in San Diego, and I'm in Clearwater, Florida at the time. And then as soon as he delivers, I invoiced the government, I got paid, and then I paid him. I mean, we just had, that's that's why, you know, we, we had very strong infrastructure. And that's the key. Okay, amazing. 
Well, we are running out of time here, but I've really enjoyed chatting to you, Mike. So before we go, what advice would you have would you give to other business? Well, let's say other businesses looking to win government contracts and other business owners in your industry. What I would um what I would I would say to them is learn as much as possible, do as many bids as possible, give it a try, get your feet wet. That's what I would say. Don't don't be shy. Don't, you know, don't shy away from it. Give it a try. And then you never know. Like I just had a client, for example, he bid on something and he and he made it expensive. Well, we got an answer back from the government and the winner was a fraction of his of his of his price. So now he knows, hey, you know, you see, so you have to get involved to know what people are charging. And it's price driven. It's not subjective. They don't it's not relationship driven like business to business. I, I buy stuff that's more expensive sometimes because I like the sales guy or I like the product or I like the company. And the people across the street, right? With government, it's price. That's it. And it's got to be okay. brand new. So that's that's what I suggest is, is that's the one key to success that I had 19 years ago when I started. We tried and we lost a lot. I mean, at the beginning, we didn't win anything. And we were like, we're charging too much money. We're charging 20, 25%. We got to charge like 10. What, what do you know? We started winning. Five, ten percent. We start. Amazing. I love that. Well, thank you so much for your insights and being on the show, Mike. Um, okay. What is the best way for our listeners to get in touch with Mike Menachem if Emails they need some coaching or? Yep. Email me questions, and then I offer a complimentary consultation. Let's jump on a Zoom or Google Meet for fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes is a long time, even though I, I'm a talker. And I'll answer all your questions and see if we can work together. Okay, perfect. And that's govbidpro.com. Govbidpro.com is the uh, website. My email is mike at govbidpro.com. Amazing. Thanks so much, Mike. My pleasure.